0: Last week, Mandy spoke on us giving our gifts in a form of finance to God's kingdom. This week, I'm speaking on God giving us his kingdom gifts. A couple of people this morning, after the 7 o'clock service, uh, commented to me, telling me that my breakfast wasn't a kingdom gift. I was eating donuts and coffee. And I said to them, no, but staying like this is. Kingdom gifts are when we see God's kingdom happening today. This can come in many forms of blessings and miracles. When Jesus was on this earth, we see exactly what it looked like to receive kingdom gifts. I'm going to go f- through a few examples of them. The first is healing, healing of a blind man. There are two examples of this, one in John 9 and one in Mark 8. The one in John 9, it reads, After saying this, he spat on the ground, made some mud in the, mud with the saliva, and put it, ...on a man's eyes. Jesus then said, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed, and then the man could heal. I could see, sorry, was healed. The second in Mark 8, it reads this. He had spat on a man's eyes, put his hands on him, and then Jesus said, Do you see anything? The man looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands back on the man's eyes. And when he took them off, his eyes were opened and his sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. Another example of Jesus' healing, God's kingdom coming to this earth, was when we saw a paralyzed man in Matthew lowered through the roof to where Jesus was speaking by his friends. And when he was lowered in, these are the words Jesus used to him. He said, I tell you, get up, take your mat. And go home. So the man got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. The last example of seeing God's kingdom I want to give you this morning is Matthew 8. And it says in 28.34 that Jesus is casting out demons. Jesus and the disciples have gone um, to the country of the Ga- Gad- Gadarenes, sorry, to say that right. And they're confronted by two men who are demon-possessed. And the demons recognise Jesus straight away. And they won't let them pass, but they say to him, If you are going to cast us out, send us into the herd of swine, of the pigs. And Jesus says to them, just for one word, go. And then the demons came out, went into the herd of pigs, and then ran into the river and were no more. So here's a few examples of what God's kingdom gifts can look like here on earth. How did all of these things happen? In all of these occasions... Jesus did what appears to be a very simple act. All he said in the demon instance was, go. He doesn't say anything about a conversation he had with him before. It just said the demons recognized him, spoke about who he was, and said, if you're going to send us, send us into pigs. And Jesus' word, go. In the healing one, Jesus simply laid his hands on the man's eyes, removed them. Can you see? The man said, sort of, he could see his trees, which are like people. So Jesus did it again, hands on his eyes, removed Can you see? Jesus never used long, eloquent prayers about how wonderful the person is or how God has huge plans on their life, therefore they must be healed. He quite simply spoke about or touched the problem, and then we saw the kingdom happening. So, how are we to pray when we are asking for God's kingdom on earth? Well, that takes us to the gospel reading for today. I'm just going to pull it up on the screen. We just read this, but I'm going to go through it now. So it begins, ask and I won't give to you. No, it doesn't say that, does it? It says ask and it will be given to you. Do not be afraid of asking God for good things. I'll continue. Seek and there will be nothing. No, it says you will find. Beginning to get a theme here. Anyone guess what the next one is? Knock. Knock. And no one is home? No, it says the door will be opened. It continues on, for everyone who asks receives, for one who seeks find, finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. When we pray, ask, don't mess around. If someone I know wants healing, if Steve came to me and said, like, Adam, you're, sorry, you're such a holy oak, and I want you to pray for my knee, Because, you know, your prayers are going to be great. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool. And then uh, Steve comes to me and I go, cool. And I put my hand on his shoulder. like, Lord, thank you for Steve's broad shoulders. He's such a great, strong man of faith. And, you know, I just pray that you'll just fill him with your Holy Spirit and that he can, like, just be on fire for you. Steve hasn't come to me asking for that, has he? Steve's come to me and he said, I've got pain in my knee and I want healing. So I'm to pray for the knee. Put my hand on my knee and say, Lord, in your name, Steve's knee be healed. Steve, how's your knee? An example of this is uh, last week um, I was in Northwood School of SCA. A few of the boys here know about it. Woo, Northwood. Um, and there's a guy there, and he had he had that thing. He had pains in his knee. He was struggling to walk in it with the pains he was feeling. Um, and he went to this guy Lee, who comes in with me, and Lee prayed for him. And do you know what Lee's prayer was? In the name of Jesus, pain go away. Pointed at the knee. Announced Jesus' name, prayed for that pain to be gone, and what happened? The pain banished. As simple as that. Ask, and you will receive. Why does God do this? Well, this comes down to a word called adoption. I'm going to read now another verse. It's Ephesians 1, 3 to 10, and I'll read the whole thing to you. There's so much in this which I'm not going to speak about, so I really encourage you to focus on what this verse is. It's an amazing one. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for the adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will. under Christ. When we become Christians, we are adopted into God's family. We choose to stop living for ourselves and to live for God, our Heavenly Father. With God as our Father, we can look at the second part of our Matthew reading. If you just go back to that one, thank you. It says, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or, if he asks for a fish, Will give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? The second part has more meaning to it than what we first look at when we read it. When I first read this verse, when it I first the comment when it was, but you read it and you just think, sure, God must have amazing gifts for me. I'm very blessed to a father who loves me and I know his love for me. My, my earthly dad, and, you know, I know he wants to give me good gifts. And if my earthly dad, as it says, is born into sin, has sin in his life and is evil, how much more of a good gift from God that he wants to give me? It's just like, wow, those gifts must be amazing. But I want to focus on something else that I mentioned. And that is the relationship we should have with God. And this is one of a father child I'm going to ask Kevin. Would you stand up? Second. Sorry, you're on the front. Just come to the front. Kevin is a loving man. And he wants to be a father, but he wants to adopt someone. Isn't that right, Kevin? Fantastic. And uh, Sean, come on. (laughs) Up you come. This is Sean, everyone. Say hello. Sean is a lost child. He's into it all, drugs, you like girls, ooh, sin, my boy. And, but he doesn't have that father figure in his life. He's wandering around lost and alone. And now Kevin hears of of Sean through social services, and he's like, you know what, I could be that father. I've got this love inside of me that I want to adopt Sean to be my son. I want to give him love, and I want to give him the gifts I can give as a father. So Kevin, adopt Sean, go stand next to him. They are. Father's son. How lovely. Making families here at church. <laughs> and at first, it's great. Sean's found this new love in his life. Kevin's giving him his love. He's invited into his home. He's now got a bed to stay in. Sean was wandering around before, lost. No home to go to, to find. Now he's got this father. He's rooted him. Sean realizes what wrong he's doing in his life, but his father doesn't care. You might have done that before you knew me, but now you know me. So Kevin's just showing him that fatherly love. Now, after a while, Sean actually starts to become separated from Kevin. He starts spending time with him. He starts going back to his old ways. Come back over here, Sean. He's gone back to just not actually talking to Kevin. At first, he wants to know everything about Kevin. But now Sean, you know, he's, he knows Kevin, he's heard him, but he doesn't want to spend time in because, no offense to Kevin, but Kevin's a bit older, he's a different person. Sean likes hanging around with his mates. Sean likes playing his computer games. Sean likes, he just doesn't spend any time with Kevin. Sometimes Sean will go for days, even weeks, without even going home. He stays at his mate's house. And then, Sean one day, after two weeks of passed, he comes back to Kevin. Good exercise, eh? And he says to Kevin, Kevin, can I have some money? No, no, Kevin, you don't give him money. <laughs> As a father, every, I imagine most fathers here will know this. If your son is living a life you know is not right for him, and he just comes to you asking for something, you know that the best thing you can do isn't to give him that money. Well, I mean, would you agree with some of the dads because he's nods or shakes? I mean, I know that if I had a son, don't have a son, but if I had a son and they went away and they're like, I knew they were living a bad life, I wanted money to sustain my life, I'd be like, no. Not no because I don't want to give it you. No because I don't know you. And then Sean will go away and Sean will come back. And Sean will go away and Sean will come back. And now the father will feel rejected. There's no relationship there. Thanks guys, take a seat. Give him a clap. <laughs> now do we fall guilty of being that son with God? Have we forgot what it, what it is like to be in a father-son relationship with God? Are we so focused on, are we so focused on what God had said he would do for us but we forget why he does these things. Have we forgotten that the desires that he desires are love from us uh, for his love? Have we forgotten the Ephesians message that I just read? I chose a reading from Acts this morning as it shows clearly how bad it can be if we just hear who Jesus is and what power comes with his name. But forget we actually need to know him and to follow him. What happened? We had these Jewish guys who had heard the message from Paul. They would heard who Jesus was, and they were like, sure, Paul's performing his miracles. Early on in 19, we see that even the handkerchiefs Paul had touched, when other people touched them, they became healed. Paul didn't have magical powers. He had a relationship with God. And these guys heard of that, and they knew that. And what did they decide to do? They focused on Jesus, which is great, but they didn't get to know Jesus. They go to this evil spirit, and they say, in the name of Jesus... Whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. They know his authority in Jesus' name, they know about him, but they don't know him. And because of that, the evil spirit responds, Jesus I know, and Paul I know about, but who are you? The gifts of a kingdom are given to those who know the Father. We saw Paul performing many kingdom acts. He was following God's will. It wasn't his own will he was doing. I'm sure Paul didn't want to be locked up in prison, you know, but we saw amazing things happen. Even that evil spirit said he knew about Paul, probably having never met him on the earth. He knew about Paul because of Paul's relationship with God. If we look back at the illustration earlier of Sean and Kevin, father son, who here would know if someone's a father's son? You only know someone's a father's son if you see them together. If you know that they're spending time together. If Sean came here, I mean, Kevin came there. We never saw them together. We never know did sure Kevin had adopted Sean. Now, how much is that true of us with our Heavenly Father? Who will know if you're a son of God? Who will know if you're a Christian? And how will they know? And I'm not talking about just people on earth who say, yeah, my mate knows I go to church. Or, you know, my, f- my friends will know that on a Tuesday I've got home group. That's, that's great, but at the end of the day, there's other things at work here. The devil, these evil spirits that this first spoke about. In the realms of the spiritual, how do they know you're adopted into Christ? They might be like, yeah, you go to church and hear about him on a Sunday, but do you actually know him? The kingdom gifts are here. And as it says in Matthew 7 to, el- 7 to 11, they're given if we ask. At the beginning I said, you know, I saw a healing last week. We saw healings 2,000 years ago with Jesus doing them. We saw miracles in the old testament. We see miracles today. Northwards a mile that way or kilometer for speaking in your terms. But it's it's happening right now. God's kingdom is here right now. We need to ask for it. We are giving it, but only if we have that relationship with God. Only if we know Him and follow Him. God's will is to know us. God sent His Son so that the thing that separates us from God, sin, can be defeated. So that he can know us and we can know him. Get to know God. Spend time with him. And then ask. And as it says in Matthew 7, you will receive. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for that love. For that message. For as your children, you just want to lavish us with your love. You just want to give us those good gifts. And Father, we know that we fall short of what it's like to be your child, Lord. But we also know that you've given us that love, that grace, that sending of your son to die for each of us. Lord, as the um, prodigal son story says, no matter how many times we fall, you're always going to accept us back with love. Lord, we just thank you for that. Help us to remember to spend time in our day getting to know you more. Help us to discover what your will is for each of our lives. Amen, Lord. Help us to be bold in our prayers. Help us to be bold in asking for stuff, in seeking for you, Lord. Let us always be knocking on your door, wanting to meet you, know you, and receive from you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.